Some people just know the best rate for you is a rate based on you with Allstate. Not one based on Carol. She's more focused on hitting a high note than the car in front of her. Why pay a rate based on anyone else? Get one based on you with DriveWise from Allstate. Not available in Alaska or California. Subject to terms and conditions. Rates are determined by several factors, which vary by state. In some states, participation in DriveWise allows Allstate to use your driving data for purposes of rating. While in some states, your rate could increase with high-risk driving. Generally, safer drivers will save with DriveWise. Allstate Fire and Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates North Park, Illinois. The Pure Hoops Podcast is a presentation of Pure Hoops Media. The Pure Hoops Podcast most definitely does reflect the views of our management. Here's three-time NBA champ BJ Armstrong and Eric. Pure Hoops Podcast, Friday, May 24th. BJ, I've lost count of how many shows we've done. We could be on episode 23 or 24, but more importantly... What a Game 5 of the Eastern Conference Finals last night between the Raptors and the Bucks. Raptors go up 3-2. What are your immediate thoughts and reactions from this epic game? My immediate thought after watching this game is Kawhi is a very quiet individual, as we know. It's well documented. So I feel today, Eric, it is our job to scream. Love it. How great this young man is. Amplify. How great how great of a series this is. And this has been terrific basketball for us basketball fans. And we're without question getting our fix because we saw a well-played game. It's a competitive series. And um, so I feel compelled to scream today. So excuse me to all our listeners and to you as I'm just going to start screaming how great of a player this kid Kawhi Leonard has been throughout the playoffs. But in particular, last night. Louder, please. Louder. Louder. <laughs> I mean, and, and the game, the game had a bunch of swings. I mean, at one point, it's it's 16-4 to four, Milwaukee early. And you're thinking, is, is Toronto just, are they, are they out of gas? And is, is this just going to be Milwaukee's night back at home, changing environment? You know they know they got they they let one get away in the in the double overtime on the road in Toronto, but this this Raptor team, obviously the past is the, is the past in terms of their playoff disappointments and and heartbreak, different leader, different construction of the roster. This team is so gritty and so mentally tough and has the ability to get contributions from different places every night and figure out a way to stay in games. And now they know that this guy not just is performing like the best player on the planet. He knows it. He thinks it. They all believe it. And in the fourth quarter, Kawhi Leonard just took his game to to the next level in a very, very difficult road environment. Where is his play right now? What is that reminding you of in terms of guys putting teams on their backs in crunch time? Because this doesn't happen so often, especially when, you know, with Golden State, it's different. You have a number of guys that could do it. Toronto, he's the only option to do that. Where is Kawhi's game and level? Where is that taking you back to now? Well, Eric, as you know, you and I have been talking and watching the entire playoffs. As I've said, you know, from the start, I, I, I thought that Kawhi Leonard has established himself as the best player in the game right now. 
and Kawhi Leonard is playing with a, a, a level of composure we haven't seen in a while, not only as an offensive player, but defensively, he's been spectacular. The composure in which he was able to absorb the quick start by the Milwaukee Bucks and continue with the game plan allows me to see that this young man has a belief not only in himself, but in the team. He trusts the team enough to stay within the, the team frame and then go off and do his one-on-one thing when needed in the, in the fourth quarter or when the game called for. So this young man now is playing the game at a level that only a few get a chance to peek into that bubble. You know, we're talking the rare players that have that composure, have that ability to do that during the course of a series or the course of a playoff game. And uh, he certainly stepped into that rarefied air where the great players live. And uh, he's showing you right now why he's the best all-around player in the game right now because he did something last night. I was just like, wow. And he did it on the road, okay? You know, that's that's where the great ones, you know, really make their mark is yep. on the road. And he certainly did that. You know, you look at the box score from game five, and if you didn't know the outcome, you look at the box score, Toronto's box score is not pretty. You know, Siakam goes five of, fif- uh, five of 15, gets you a, a gritty 14 points with 13 rebounds. Marcus Gasol, who was waking up back in Toronto, goes quiet in 28 minutes. He goes one of six for four points. Danny Green, 15 minutes, zero points. Lowry gets you 17, but it's not efficient. It's on 4 of 11. The real difference maker, of course, was Fred Van Fleet with 21. But they shot 37% from the floor. They made 18 threes, which was the the real difference here. But it's not like they did everything. And let me correct myself. You don't do everything right in, in, in big playoff games. But... It, this is just a new dimension. These guys, these guys are turning uh, th- this game into a, a street fight that they're winning against a Bucks team that we thought was going to be too big, too physical, and too deep. Uh, I'm, I'm, as you can tell, I'm, I'm beyond impressed. What are you seeing? And you know this better than anybody. Championship makeup and and getting getting to that next level, getting over those hurdles. Are we watching the Raptors do that before our very eyes? What you're watching, Eric, is, you know, you're, you're watching the effect of a great player and what that great player can have on the game. You know, we, we in the media, we throw this term around superstar. You know, everyone's a superstar. Everyone's, you know, potentially the greatest player. Well, Kawhi Leonard is that for real. The, tr- the truest. He, he is the he, definition. He, 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 you can see the impact that a true superstar can have on a team. Every team in the league is Kawhi, Kawhi Leonard. He, they're one player away, a Kawhi Leonard player away from being either in the playoffs or being a playoff team and winning or losing the finals. Kawhi Leonard's impact on the game is that significant. And there are, at any given time in the league, there are only two, three players that actually have that level of impact on a game on a, and on a franchise. Kawhi Leonard is that now. 
he is that great of a player, and you can see the difference when you have that player. I mean, when you have a player that can offensively not only get a shot, get a good shot, and potentially make that shot. It's not like you're going to stop Kawhi Leonard at this point. Defensively, he has an impact on your best player. Okay, not just any player, but your best player and can take that challenge on. And the one thing that's been that was so impressive about watching him last night was, yes, as good as he was offensively himself, he had nine assists last night in a critical moment, yep. which allows me to see or lets me know that he is communicating with his team and telling them, when I get you the ball, shoot, because every assist that he had last night, Eric, if you were watching the game, and I know you were, were for was for a three. So these guys are now playing off of him, and he is encouraging them to shoot it when he does pass it, and that gives them the confidence that you need. I mean, truest he has nine assists. Tr- truest yeah. definition of superstar, and obviously th- th- you, this guy's. Ex- I mean, you, and you experienced this firsthand. You, yes, I mean, he, Paxson, Kerr, you knew where to be. You knew to have your hands and your feet ready. And as soon as that double team or as soon as that attention went to Jordan or went to Pippen, you guys knew as soon as that ball's on the way, you're, you're catching it and, it and it's going up. And, and we saw some of that last night for sure. Yeah, I mean, uh, Kawhi, Kawhi is a true superstar. He's a true superstar where he ranks. Hey, now it's just time and we'll, we'll see how his career plays out. But we can all say that we saw a player that really has an impact on the game for 48 minutes. And the scary part about it, Eric, is we don't even know if he's 100% healthy and he's doing this. Well, that's, that's the other part of this. And, and let's, recall, let, let's remember something. This guy's a 2014 NBA Finals MVP. And as great as we saw him becoming in that series where the Spurs dominated the Heat, we, we knew he was a part of that Spurs well-oiled machine. And, you know, it was very simple. He was a defensive stopper, and he was a guy whose offensive game was starting to blossom. But what he's evolved to offensively, and you just hit it with the passing and the playmaking, but the offensive repertoire now is so much more from the pull-up game to the iso game, the ability to make the three on the catch and on the dribble. Uh, he's just well-versed beyond where I don't think anyone believed he'd ever get here. And we hear the stories about what they saw in him as a draft pick. And now to be seeing him now one game away from the NBA Finals, leading a team that for so long couldn't get over the hump in the playoffs because they didn't have a guy like him. And we're seeing Kawhi just do incredible things. Now, on the Milwaukee side, before we fast forward and look at game six something really interesting from last night and charles barkley was talking about it uh, on inside the nba is the decision the bucks made to put malcolm brogdon back in the starting lineup after he had returned from injury and i I wanted to get your thoughts on this not just because of the uh, strategic impact but because you know, they've been getting really good play out of Eric Bledsoe for the most part this postseason. George Hill's been absolutely fantastic. And Brogdon, to me, is one of those versatile team guys that can play a variety of roles, which includes coming off the bench, playing first unit, second unit. At the end of the day, when I think about these things, I, I think more about who's closing games. But 
I wanted to see what you thought about Barkley's comments and if that has had an effect on the Bucks at all and their chemistry. Well, yeah, but before getting to that, you know, Couple things. One, after, I want to acknowledge. That, after that well-versed intro, you gotta. You're gonna yes, blow, yes, you're gonna, yeah, you're yeah, gonna yeah. Call me off. You're waving me off. No, no. Okay. no I'm gonna I'm go not, to the I'm left. I'm gonna go off. to. No. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go to the left wing, and I'm gonna wait patiently I, for you. I'm gonna. I'm gonna. It's a couple things. One, when you are in a leadership position, and an executive decision, which requires you to make a decision, right? Yep. Uh, you gotta live with that decision. Okay. When. And I'm going to go back. When Masai, the general manager, the president of Toronto, made that decision, it wasn't a popular decision to trade for Kawhi Leonard from many, right? From the players, you know, DeMar DeRozan is a really good player. But he made a tough call and a tough decision. When a coach, coach, when Coach Bud made that decision to – to put Brogdon back in the lineup, that's a tough decision, right? That's, there's no right, there's no wrong. We can only evaluate it from the winning and losing standpoint, right? We can all second guess it here sitting on our couch. And the reason I, I'm going back to that is because when you make these decisions, you always try to put your best foot forward, right? You always make your best decision based on talent for the most part, right? DeMar DeRozan is a great player in his own right. Kawhi Leonard is arguably, you know, has more talent than that. Um, so, and the reason I'm saying this about Brogdon, I'm using it as an example, is a coach, a general manager, a president, an owner, you always want to, if you're going to go down, go down with your best people. Go down with your best people, right? So does it really matter if Brogdon plays 35 minutes off the bench or 35 minutes as a starter? Does it really matter at this point of the season? But what does matter is that you make sure that if you are going to go down, that you put with your best people or the people you trust that's going to go out there and your most competitive people. And it's one thing I learned playing in this league is when you're in that situation where, where, it, where it requires you to have integrity to the game of basketball, right? Not just the best talented players or the most talented players, but when you have to have the integrity to the game. Mm-hmm. Brogdon plays the game with a level of integrity that you have to respect, right? This kid always appears to be, or I don't really know him. Couldn't that agree way, more. But Couldn't agree more. He plays seems, the seems game. Like so, a guy, seems like a guy you'd want on your team right, right, regardless if he's starting so or he's your 10th man. Is it, For sure. So if, when, you, when you get to that level, when you get to that level into this moment, put your guys, not only are your best players out there, but put your most competitive players out there. And Brogdon appears to be, from, me, from my perspective, just watching on the couch, he appears to be one of their top five most competitive players. And I'm going to go down with, I'm going to go down with my guy who I feel is going to represent us in the best way that I can in this most critical moment. So I understand what Charles was saying, but I have to respectfully disagree because when you're in a position of leadership, it requires you to give your very best effort. Mm-hmm. Right. Your very best effort. And without question, Brogdon should be on the floor. He's earned the right. He he was a starter for that team for 60 or some odd games this year. So I have to respectfully disagree and say, you know what? Put your guys out there who are going to compete your best guys. And if for some reason another player has a game of his life, like 
you know, Fred, like Fred Ren, Ren, is it Fred Leet? Is that how you pronounce his name? Dan Fleet. Dan Fleet. If he has a game, you roll with that. But you owe the team to put uh, Brogdon on the floor and allow him to play. So I, I, I agree with it. I understand it. And you make a tough call. Sometime you, you win, sometime you lose. But I don't have a problem with him playing him during this game or doing this series. Yeah, and, you know, listen, plus minus tells some of the story, not all of the story. Brogdon was a plus 18 last night. George Hill, who's played really, really well for the Bucks this playoff series and had some big moments last night, he was a minus 22. So yeah, th- th- there's a lot to look at here. And, and the other thing with Milwaukee, Chris Middleton last night, this is one of the strangest stat lines I've ever seen for him. Nine shots in 36 minutes. Goes two for nine, has ten rebounds and ten assists. So obviously he's involved in the game in 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 other ways. But Chris Middleton is your most explosive scoring threat from the perimeter. Obviously Giannis is the do-it-all threat, but Middleton is your most explosive perimeter scoring threat. And nine shots is just not enough in in, in 36 minutes. So game six, back in Toronto. Do the Milwaukee Bucks have that thing? Do they have what it takes back against the wall, season on the line, to get a win on the road and force a game seven? Yes. This, this team has basketball integrity. This team has the talent to do it. And let's look at these games. These games have been very competitive. Game three, four, and five. All of the games have been competitive, right? Except with probably the exception of game two, right? Um, these games have been very, very competitive. And I'll say it again. The, the series, even though they didn't win the game, the Toronto Raptors, they did not win game one. I thought that game set the stage for the Raptors and that they knew that they could play with this team in that other team's building. Even even though they lost the game, they did everything but win game one. That's a very good. I point. thought they dictated they dictated the pace, they dictated matchups. They knew they could score. They knew they found out what they could do, and the only thing they didn't do was close the game. And when you play with a great player, when you play with a great player, and a great player knows that it's his job to close the game, they take on that responsibility, like. Playing with a great player, like, I played the game. I was good enough to play the game, but I wasn't good enough to close the game. Well, if the, 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 in my humble opinion, Kawhi Leonard takes on the responsibility what all great players do. If you get me there, I'll finish it. Kawhi Leonard has taken on the responsibility of saying his role guys played well enough for them to win game one, without question. Yep. And Kawhi Leonard, from just a great player's perspective, which many of us don't get an opportunity to look at the game from because we don't see these great players. It's not just great players everywhere, right? We see it very often. You know, you saw the magnificence or how magnificent of a player Michael Jordan was or Tim Duncan or Kobe Bryant when you see a guy who can close a game. Kawhi Leonard is taking on that role right now, right in front of our eyes, and it's been, like, incredible to see. So game one to me set that stage. Now Kawhi Leonard has stepped up his game. And when he gets a great 
effort from his guys, he'll close that game. But I do feel that Milwaukee has enough talent. I'm watching Gian- Giannis is a, is a consistent jump shot away from terrorizing this league. Okay? So this can, young man. Can Giannis have that moment in Toronto, in game six, yes, with that yes, crowd yes, and Drake yes. yelling at him? Is, yes. is he going to rise? Is this. Yes. Let me yeah, ask you it, something. It, it, I was thinking about this before the show. 2012 Eastern Conference Finals. The Miami Heat coming off of their disappointing finals loss to the Mavericks in 2011. The, the, the entire basketball world looking at them. They go up 2-0 on the, the veteran Grizzly 2012 Celtics. They go up 2-0. The series goes back to Boston. The Celtics even it up at 2-2. It goes to Miami for game five. And Paul Pierce delivers in a similar way that Kawhi did last night on the road. They go up 3-2. They're one win from the finals. They're going home to Boston to close out the heat. I take the trip up. I drive up that afternoon. I thought I was going to see history, except I saw the wrong kind of history. LeBron James raises his level to new heights, scores 45 points, and forces Game 7 in that environment. Can Giannis do that? Can the Bucks do that? That's my question. Can they really yes. do it? Yeah, yeah, yes, they can. You're looking at a kid, Giannis, that is, he is ahead of schedule as far as his delivery as a, as a great player. He's ahead of schedule. No one, Eric, I didn't hear anyone at the beginning of the season saying Giannis was my pick, my preseason pick for most no, valuable player. No, we, we knew. I didn't we hear any. We knew a, a big step forward was happening, but you never anticipated yeah, this. I didn't never. hear anyone saying the Milwaukee Bucks are going to have the best record in the Eastern Conference. Nope. I didn't hear anyone. I didn't hear anyone saying possibly the Milwaukee Bucks could be the best team in the Eastern Conference and actually win the NBA Finals. Yep. So Giannis and what he has done, he's ahead of schedule. Giannis is playing in meaningful and important games very early in his career, ahead of schedule of what all of the, 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 the experts and all of the people who watch the game, who study the game, he's ahead of schedule. So the fact that this kid has, has an opportunity for a great moment lets me know that this kid is way ahead of where I thought he was. I never expected this kid to be here at this moment, okay? Let alone, as I watch him, I go, he's a, he, this is an unfinished product. He's, he, he doesn't even have a consistent jump shot. Of course. So here's the question. Is this the experience that he's going to need to learn from? This is uh, – yeah, He's going to learn anyway, it's a, right? So let, is, let's, is let's, this, let's get in our ego for a minute here. Yeah. It took Michael Jordan eight years before he won his first one. Yeah. This kid is, this kid is ahead of schedule. This kid okay. is ahead so, so of the go. schedule. So here we go. Game six, you're down 3-2. You're, in a, you're going into a very, very challenging road environment. You have the disappointment of losing game five at home. Chris Middleton only has nine shots. You are the Milwaukee Bucks. What's top line item on the game six game plan? Play every possession. What's, that, what's the one thing? Now, Play come on, don't, don't cliche every, me. I'm no, talking, this let's let's this get into a, the strategy. Let's a, get into the strategy. Is, the strategy is play every possession. 
So the strategy looks at the game without looking at the possessions that you need when you look back at the game. I have to play every possession. Because if they have a two-minute lapse or a three-minute lapse, a possession, this game is going to come down to one possession. They have to, ha- they have to play every possession. That, that's playoff basketball at its highest level, right? No strategy is going to win this game. This, ge- this game is going to come down. There's no replacement, Eric. No replacement for effort and energy. Okay? There's okay. no replacement. So they're going to have to bring maximum effort, maximum energy, but more importantly, they have to play and execute on every possession. They can't afford to have, what, eight or nine turnovers like Giannis had, and there's no more tomorrow. So they're losing close games because of mental errors in the game. And so at this point, here's the strategy. Eric, if I'm going into game six, and I don't know what the Toronto Raptors are doing right now (laughs) by game six. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. Speak, so what's, speaking, stra- speak, what's the strategy speaking now? Speaking of turnovers, the Toronto Raptors only had six turnovers in game five, yeah, road, uh, which uh, is I, unbelievable. I don't, I don't, yeah, yeah, I don't I'm look just, at yeah. – I'm asking you the strategy question yeah, yeah, because – Yeah, the stra- if, here's if the strategy. No, no, if I'm looking – but if I'm, if I'm saying to myself and I'm breaking down that film, if I'm Coach Bud, right? Okay. It's how, how am I getting Chris Middleton more shots? How am I creating opportunities for us where – we're going to get guys going and get that confidence and quiet that crowd. Of course, it's playing every possession. But I'm talking about okay. Do I want to? Do I want to iso Middleton on Danny Green? Do I want to run him around the well, floor to the point where the defense, if they don't react to our off-ball screen action and movement on Middleton, if we don't react, we're going to be in trouble. And if they overcommit, then other guys are going to be open. I'm. I'm 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 back in Coach E new right now. I'm I'm okay. So I'm you're okay. Down. So I'm let's break it down. Let's, tape. Okay, Bruce here, Bernstein, here's Bruce Bernstein's got the whiteboard ready for me right now. Okay, so I'm here there. here here is the tape. Here's the tape. If you're des- if you're designing plays to get Middleton open, that probably means that you're taking the ball out of the basket on the other end, which is probably not a good sign for you. Or yep. the Milwaukee Bucks. Yep, as we both know, the Bucks need to play in transition. If That's you're designing point. plays to get Middleton open in Game Six of the Eastern Conference Finals, that's not a good sign for you, Eric. Okay, because at this point of the game, I'm I already know your sets and I already know how to defend you, and give me credit for being a good team because a good team mm-hmm. is going to take away option one. Option two and probably option three. And that's why a great player is a great player because when all else fails, you give that ball to the great player and they create and play in the chaos when the plays all break down. Now, Kawhi Leonard is doing that at such a high level and an efficient level now that we're all like, oh, wow. So how is Kawhi Leonard going to get going? Okay, now I'm gonna I'm gonna break this down. You have to get stops on the other end so that you can create space. The teams that gets the most stops will probably win that game because there is no set offense that I'm gonna allow 
the other team to run at this stage of the game that I don't know. They, the yep. Toronto Raptors probably know the Milwaukee Bucks play, plays better than they know them right now. For sure. so, so the game is going to come down to effort and energy. Who's going to give the effort and energy on the defensive end to get that stop when they need it? And who is going to get out and make the right play in transition? A three-on-two, get the ball to the right place. A two-on-one, get the ball to the right place. A loose ball, you get the ball and you get the shot. Sometimes the shot goes in, sometimes the shot goes out. But get the ball to where it needs to get to because you're trying at this stage of the game is to get the most uncontested shot you can possibly get. Because in the half court, my friend. Everything should be contested. Everything should be contested. Yep. <laughs> okay. So Middleton is no, going is, to is, have to get a stop. About, this is all about decision-making in the Again, moment. That's what, that's what yep. it's all about. And if you look at strategy, strategy is great. It gives you comfort. We have a strategy. We have a plan. Okay, but what's the plan when you're down 18-4 to right. four in the and first the quarter? Starts. Yep. And, sure. What's the plan? So the plan is you absorb the punch, you take the punch, and you have the basketball integrity to stick with what you know got you there, which is if we get stops, we'll get ourselves back in the game. If we get stops, if we don't get stops and we're constantly taking the ball out of the basket, it's, going, it's game over. So if I see Coach Bud and these guys trying to ISO him at this stage, that's a win for the Toronto Raptors. Now that goes against conventional yep. wisdom, but the truth of it is you got to get stops right now. And if they get stops – they can win the series, and they're a good defensive team. So I don't expect them to stop giving the effort and stop giving the energy that's required. It's just a matter of can they actually go out there and do it because Kawhi Leonard right now, whew, no one looks like they can stop him. You know, it's funny when you get this deep in the playoffs and I'm flashing back to a year ago, Celtics-Cavaliers, Game 7, I went up to Boston for it, again, feeling like I was going to see history, which I did, just the wrong kind. And I got to tell you, it's really nice watching these games with zero stress. It's, it's really, really nice. So I'm putting you on the spot first. Game six, Saturday night in Toronto, the biggest game in the history of the Toronto Raptors. Will the Raptors move on to the NBA Finals or will the Milwaukee Bucks force a Game 7? What do you got? As a fan, I, I'm, I'm rooting for the Raptors, but I, I think Milwaukee's going to win this game. Wow. But I think Milwaukee's going to win this game. I think if the Raptors are going to win, they're going to have to win on the road because the, the pressure, the expectations, the – the, the crowd and everyone's coming there to see the Raptors win, right? I think that's, I think that's a, it's, that's it's an a overwhelming, it's, a, it's an overwhelming feeling as a player. Like you're coming in and you look up and you see the balloons ready for the, for the, ready to come down after the game. And the, and you get the, you, you, the, the pressure that it takes to close out a game, right? Kawhi Leonard is the only one that's been there in that locker room. Yep. Kawhi Leonard knows how tough this game is. Okay, this is you, – you, you, you have a team that's going to play desperate and they're going to give everything they have. That's why I love the Milwaukee Bucks is because there's no doubt about it that Giannis is going to leave everything he has on the floor in that Milwaukee Bucks team. 
Now, I don't know if anyone else in that locker room understands that level of competition other than Kawhi Leonard, possibly in the entire organization. Well, Kawhi has been there, obviously. Danny Green, okay. Danny Green has been there. Marcus Gasol has been in playoff battles, but never on the cusp of the finals like this. Serge Ibaka has been there. So those are your guys on the Toronto side. On the Milwaukee okay. side, you've got George Hill, and that's pretty much it. Okay. But watching it and knowing what needs to be done, Kawhi Leonard is the only player in this series that has done it. Yep. <laughs> okay. For sure. So, and so, you know, and, and, and maybe and listen, Kawhi Kyle, gives us another Kyle super. Lowry, Kyle Lowry's been waiting for this opportunity his entire career. So, yeah. I, yeah. I, and I, I love the breakdown of, of what this moment means to so many of these guys. And your point on the vibe of that building and how excited they're going to be. But, as you like to say, if the Bucks can weather that storm of punches early and tone down that building and they're going to be playing with that desperation, there is no tomorrow, then I, I think they could do it. And I'm, I, I, too, am picking the Milwaukee Bucks. I've been wrong. I've actually been wrong three different times I, in this I, series. I, I like the, yeah, I like, I, I I like this the, Bucks I think team. the Bucks force a, se- a Game 7, and then Game 7, it's, to me, is going to be a complete game. coin flip. Give me a it's, an, it's, it's anybody's game. For sure. Game seven is anybody's game. Yep. Okay. Sure. It's anybody's game. And in game seven, the difference will be the following. Your star player has to be great. And your role players have to play their role great. I think this series will come down to that simple formula of who wins and who loses. Now, the one thing about watching Milwaukee that I – and they, they play more like a young team than the, than the Raptors is, they get really fired up when they get a lead in the first quarter, which to me is what a young team does, right? They came out ready to play. I mean, yep. the, the Milwaukee Bucks were great in the first quarter. But as Phil Jackson would always say, beware, my friend, of being happy when you're, mm-hmm. playing, in the, when you're playing in the playoffs. Whenever you get happy in the playoffs, you should beware. You should be. You should be. When something goes right in the playoffs, you should like. That's a. That's a. Like okay, something is not right. And yep. the Milwaukee Bucks have to learn that you don't win the game in the first quarter. <laughs> in the in the Eastern, I don't care if you're up no, ten sir. points. You're up twenty points. No, you, we've seen that. The, we, we've seen that NBA Finals, Eastern Conference Finals. There's no way. There's so many swings. There's so many swings. So, and that is the one thing that Milwaukee is going to have to become more aware of you know what being up 10 means nothing being up 12 or whatever 14 they're gonna have to play the full 48 minutes and that is the difference in this series is that there is not a mood swing with the Toronto Raptors they're like up 10 down 10 whatever Kawhi Leonard is just even kill steady he's he's just like an old gunfighter. Yeah, yeah, he's just he's just he's just locked in right now. He's locked in, and you can see he's battle tested, right? He just he knows what needs to be done. He goes out, but more importantly, he's doing it. And um, they have an excellent opportunity, the Raptors, to close this out. 
but I just think it's going to be overwhelming. And but I can't count on Kawhi Leonard because Kawhi Leonard has gone beyond even my expectations. I knew he was a great player, but to watch him consistently do this series after series and game after game, now I've come to the conclusion that he's just he's one of those guys. He's one of those rare guys that you say, okay, he's going to get 35 to 40 when needed, no matter what. Double team, triple team, whatever it is you're doing. So now I have to figure out how to maintain or at least keep those other guys in line to have a chance to beat him because he is that good of a player. We will see. Game six Saturday night. So, BJ, if there is a game seven, you need to pay attention to your phone over the weekend. We may have to do an emergency game seven podcast on either Sunday or Monday. That would be a treat because you know what? I would love to do a game seven. We'll celebrate some game sevens for sure. So for sure. If 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 there's a if there's a game seven, we'll lay down another one over Memorial Day weekend. For Bruce Bernstein, Benjamin Wolfen, the entire Pure Hoops Media team, wishing everybody a very very happy Memorial Day weekend. Enjoy Game Six, everybody, and hopefully we're looking at a Game Seven on Memorial Day. Talk to you soon. The Pure Hoops Podcast is a presentation of Pure Hoops Media.